Welcome to Afrolit episode 12. Yes, we're here. I am your host, Bobo, and I am once again here with the beautiful Equa. Hello, hello. It's it is episode so good 12. to be here again. I know. It feels like it's been forever. It's been like two weeks. Wow, I know. Like, what is time? <laughs> it's a concept. Literally. It's a, thing. it's a concept that was definitely not created by black people. Yeah, no. But here we are. We're still we're still making it work. I know. <laughs> so Soon today. we'll have our own clocks and we'll yeah, just... Yeah, like, can we make that happen? <laughs> like, we'll own we our own Rolex black entrepreneurs. Like, fam. <laughs> just switch the time. Because I always wondered with, like, you know, daylight savings? Yeah. Like, sometimes the days change, you know? Like, daylight savings could be on, like, I don't know, what, May- March uh, 12th? Yeah. And then sometimes it's on, like, March 29th. And it's like, why is that? Is it, like, because of the sun? And then I've never done daylight savings in Kenya. So, like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's only in the it's U.S. Because, yeah, in Europe. In Europe that they it's switch cause, Yeah, I was... Because we're just not so anal about time. Like, we're just like, let Mother Nature dictate time for us. Exactly. Like, we don't have to be in control of every. You know, like, let's let the universe oh, work God. with us. I know, but anyway... Today, white people make it harder. <laughs> Today it's just us, so this is going to be an intimate conversation. Always. One of my favorite conversations, actually. Um, today we're talking about growing up black in predominantly white, white spaces. spaces. This is something, even if you're not black, if you are a person of color, mm. and I'm not a fan of that phrase, but if you are Latino, Indian, mm-hmm. Asian, mixed, whatever the case may be, All I'm people. sure, yep. I'm sure if you've grown up in a predominantly white space, you have your experience and your stories. And I feel like even if you're not black, you can relate on some level, you know? Or be on the flip side of it and maybe be the person making others uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Or not even realizing. Yeah, like even as a white person, I would love to hear the perspective of like if you're a white person who's grown up in a predominantly white space and you had like your one token black friend, what did you think of that friend? Like, how did you perceive Ooh, her? You know, please hit us up in the comments. Yeah, Don't like I to genuinely want to And so, yeah, just you let know? us know. Yeah, like we wow, want this to be a conversation. That is a good question. You should have invited a white, um, a white person. I but know, next, next time, because there'll definitely be a part two to this conversation. Word, word, for real. Okay, so should we begin? Totally. Equa, let me know. When was the first time oh you realized <laughs> that you are black? And Ooh. by that, I mean, like, the time where you... Because I'm sure, like, you look in the mirror all the time and yeah. you're like, I am brown, and not everyone is brown. But the first time that you really realized that... Culturally. You know, even <laughs> beyond culture, Like, the first time you realize, like, I am not like anyone else. Like, I... <laughs> must be an alien or something because I am not like these other people when did you realize that okay I will say I didn't think of it as that extreme like I didn't Mm. it wasn't like a dun 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 black (laughs) you know but it was very like okay I'm definitely different from all of my classmates Mm. except one so it was definitely in grade school and I wait. What's grade school? Okay, so for it's us non-Americans. 
It was in uh, the equivalent of, uh, okay, not middle school. elementary school. Yeah, elementary school. There we go. I'm with you. (laughs) It is called primary. Yeah, primary school, elementary school, grade school. Grade school is not very common, but I've heard some people say grade school and it always stuck with me. Yeah. So uh, it was in the second grade. Mm. And um, we were all auditioning to be like you know how schools they have like your extracurricular yeah activities and whatever and so I auditioned for the main role I can't remember exactly what the play was but I remember I auditioned for the main role and um as I was auditioning I (laughs) remember (laughs) uh so there's this other girl who was definitely white blonde hair blue okay. eyes like yeah. total all around american mm-hmm. um i won't oust her you know in case she does listen <laughs> but since we were both auditioning before she went into audition she was like echo it's so interesting that you're auditioning for this role because she looks nothing like you <gasps> and i'm in the second grade so i don't know what oh that my God. means Wow, you must have been so... I'm traumatized on your behalf. I was so confused. I was like, what does she mean? She doesn't look anything like me. Like, we're all the main role. Like, we're the main role. Like, I don't... How? Like, what? Like, what do you mean? Second grade Equa. Wow. I had no idea until I went back home. And Google wasn't even a thing then. So, I think I just... I think I either found it on TV or, like, I went through a magazine. Because it was some play that was popular at the time. This is, I guess, going to 2001. So whatever was popular then. But I just remember immediately, like, I I don't know. I can't remember if I told my aunt. But I told someone older than me. Because I felt really, like, it made me feel weird, you know? Because I I didn't get the role. So So that also added. Yeah. So, and I mean, I was still in the play, and I still had, like, a significant part, but it wasn't the main role, you know? So, oh, my God. I was like, okay, it has to be because she's not black. Wow. It has to be that. And so from then on... I completely, not that I completely changed, but I just remember, because then even following up to that, all of the, my friends, people yeah. around were white, so like all of their hair was straight, and I remember asking my mom, like, I want to straighten my hair, I want to straighten my hair, I want to relax my hair so bad, because yeah. I would see in the magazines, like, black yeah. people could have straight hair too, if they just bought Dark and Lovely, <laughs> like, the Dark and Lovely commercial made it so simple, you buy this box, you put it on your hair, I did not know that relaxer was a chemical then. Yeah, who knew? I know. Did I know? I thought it was just like, you know, like, shampoo, conditioner, yeah, you know, like, it's like, mommy, just buy me this box, like, I don't understand, like, what's the problem? <laughs> you know, like, I was getting so annoyed. Because I was just like, this is a conditioner, you know? Like, stop playing games with my heart. Like, I just want to look like everybody else, you know? Oh, my God. You are so, me. Yeah. yeah. So when I realized... I, I mean, I actually realized, like, much later on, like, when I was in middle school, like, towards going to high school, that, like, relaxer is actually so bad for your hair. Yeah. Because of, actually, Chris Rock's Good Hair documentary oh, movie. shout out to him. So shout out to him. But, yeah, it was definitely from that experience because I just started noticing, like, okay... No, since none of them look like me, then of course, like my hair will not be like their hair. Yeah, and like even because there was another black girl in the, <laughs> in my school, and shout out to her because 
I think we were both going through it in our <laughs> own separate ways. And maybe had I been more woke or she had been more woke, we would have actually, like, banded together. Because yeah. not that we weren't really friends, but it's like we were just both striving to fit in. Yeah. So I guess that put us and at And you were, like, odds. in your own lane. Exactly. Yeah. That put us at odds against each other because we were like, oh, okay, maybe only hilarious. one of us could fit in. You know? And that's really how they want you to feel. That's really how they want us to feel. Even though she was my friend and, like, we did, like, hang out. Yeah. But even, like, on certain occasions, I remember feeling like, all right, nah, I'm not going to hang out with her. I'm going to go and try and hang out with everybody else. Like, there's only room for one. You know? Wow. Yeah. And, like, even having, like, crushes on, like, the white guys in that school. Oh, my gosh. It was my... (laughs) Shout out to my cousin, because I remember confessing my love for one of the guys in that school. Okay, so talk to me about that experience. (laughs) It was so weird. I mean, of course, like... And reflecting on it back now, it's in hindsight, you know? So, like, obviously, it's not something that... um, Or in hindsight, I definitely knew that, like, that was not going anywhere. But in that moment, I really felt like, oh, my gosh, like, why doesn't he like me? You know, and, of course, he liked my other friend who straight hair, blonde hair, blue eyes. And since I feel like I couldn't compete with that, it was like, okay... Fall back, Okay, no, I feel like every single black girl has gone through that. But is he into black girls though? Oh, and this is that I don't care. Has me shook. It has. So shook. I don't care what type of white person you are. You have. You will have never had to think. But is so and so into white girls? Because white is the default. Like everyone is supposedly into white girls. But when you're black, because you're reminded every day that you're so other and you're not the norm and you are so far away Mm. from ever being desirable, you always, before approaching like any romantic situation that's not with, even if it is with a black guy, you're still like, you're always just like, is he into black girls, though? Like, okay, so how did you navigate that? Ooh, that's something that came up a lot recently, though. Because not mm. that I was never interested in the Ken-looking guy. You know what I mean? Like, there was only one time when I used to watch the show Reba. <laughs> I had a crush Whoa. on one of the main characters. Shout out, I forget his name, but shout out to him. You, If you've watched that show, you know exactly who I'm talking about. I had a, the hugest crush on the main character. And even then... And what's crazy is because I think from that, like, crush, I started liking all these other white guys. And even within my family, like, my aunts were dating, like, white guys. So I just assumed, like, okay, like, we're just supposed to have crushes on white guys. So I didn't necessarily, like, pin this, like, oh, would he not like me back? I guess it was more, like, a fantasy. Like, maybe in this fantasy world we could Mm -hmm. be together, you know? But it was my actual first black crush was Chris Brown. So that's like a whole (laughs) other shift. It made me realize a lot of different things about myself. But I would say that if or if I could like the most genuine and like the most recent time where I had to question myself if like that guy would be interested in black girls would have to be like in college like Yo, when I really? was yeah, when I was in college and like I remember having a crush on this like he was a French guy, so it was even more like is he racist? Like I don't Dead. know. Dead. Re- wait, um, do you consider the French to be racist? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's another story. <laughs> is he into, you know, like is he just gonna want me to like 
wear my dashikis and like yeah you know? like you always like is it genuinely like he'll like me <laughs> you know when I, I tell you everything whenever a white guy to, approaches me yes I my first thought is a why me as a as a black as a black woman why me and like how much of this is jungle fever i hate that term oh, but how much of this I is know. jungle fever how I much know. of this is a fetish I know. and just like yeah just those questions that so just how about for you but when was the first time you realized that you were black Yo, and yeah, that this you're was not also like any of these other girls in your school. Even guys bruh. in your school. Oh yeah, that like, yo, Bob, I am an alien. Yes. Um, the first time the very okay for me it came in stages. Okay. Like, like the realization of my blackness just came in like different. But the first ever stage where I was like shook, like my world was rocked mm-hmm. because I was like wait, I am actually not like these people. Like, them and I, two different. Dif- yeah, We're different. no, 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 I'm from Mars, mm-hmm. and they are from, not even Jupiter, like, they're from another galaxy. <laughs> so, <Which is> different, <laughs> two you ships know, like, passing in the night. Yep. So, it was in, it was shortly after I moved to Belgium. Okay. So, the first school that I went to when I moved to Belgium um, which was this British school, so, like, everyone was white. Okay. Like, there wasn't a single black in... Like, I was the diversity. Wow. So, not even one, like... Not even Mixed one. teacher. Wow. Bruh, it was that all-white toothpaste, like, Colgate. Wow. Um, and so, I don't know if you remember, like, when we, when we were young ones, there's this, this game of, like, oh, my God, he gave me cooties. Oh my <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, so we had this, like, ongoing game, and this was, like, what, grade oh, three? No, I'm already being triggered. <laughs> I'm already feeling this. It's like a nightmare. <laughs> Bruh. And so we had this game where basically, like, the boys would chase the girls, and we'd be running away from cooties, and then the boys would, like, the boy would, like, catch you and, like, hug you or, like, give you a kiss on the cheek or whatever as a way of, like, passing cooties onto you, and we were supposed to run and be like, oh my god, you know? (laughs) So we're playing that game one day, and I still, I remember this so vividly. And so it's now this one guy, this white guy, blonde guy, whose turn it is to tag. And so he ran, like, he bumped into me. And so I was like, oh, my God, he gave me cooties. And then he was like, ew, I would never touch a black girl. And I was (gasps) shooketh. I was my gosh. Fam. And so we wonder, like, at what stage do you develop racism? Anyway, so this is in grade three, and this boy is already so disgusted just to touch me. Like, just to have his flesh on my... like, what? I was so shook. So, basically, in his eyes, he was saying... No, no, no. I negate all claims of giving you cooties because I cannot touch your flesh. You are black. Yuck. So I, I remember just standing there, like, so I don't have I cooties know. because I'm not, because of I'm my, like, I'm... this game. Like, I'm not, you know, like eligible I yeah, to get... Like I, Exactly, like I can't even like get playful cooties, wow. like I, you know, like I'm that otherized. 
So that was very true. You share this with all your non black friends <laughs> and just let them know, especially your white friends. Oh yeah. That this is what happens. Yes, this, this is, is what, is what has happens happened. to us. Like from a young ass age. You know, like, like we can't even just live childhood and like run around. Oh no, no, no. Like, black girls don't have the luxury of childhood. We don't have childhood is a luxury wow. that isn't just a birthright no no no. it's for white people anyway so that moment i truly realized i mean i didn't contextualize it as like race you know like i don't have all that nuance yeah i'm just like you know yeah i'm like how do i start like can i control this like Like, what is it about you know yeah like i'm like you because in I knew in myself that no, we're not different. Like I am yeah. like you. Like why don't you think I'm like you? And so people say that children don't see race, and that I don't know. Like race can be taught straight out the womb. I think it's like children don't see race, but they see how they're because kids are so quick to learn. Oh you know? yeah, like our brains are literally exactly. growing so fast. So they see so you, you as mom, yeah. treating other black auntie, people like trash, you know yeah, or like not even know. auntie but like you know the, the caretaker mm. is black so it's like he automatically assumes like oh this yeah, woman black people are beneath me exactly she's just caretaker she's not yeah. mom who's like making money or making yeah. you know the breadwinning old yeah being. exactly she's just going to be caretaker yeah you know and so that was for me the very first time of course then like we grow and then it's like oh my god wait Not only am I not like these people, I'm also undesirable. Like, oh my God. And then there's just like, oh my God, wait. And then these people also don't see me as a human. Like, there's levels to this shit. Yeah, so like, what experience can you remember where like, you had to deal with the fact that you wouldn't have to like, ask yourself like, oh, is he interested in me? That was like... Grateful. That was very shortly after that. Wow. That was yeah. So that was stage two. That was stage two. I guess yeah. There's just so many stages, but yeah, stage two was definitely because I moved to an international school very okay. shortly after that. British school, still in Belgium, still the one oh, Negro. Okay. So, did you tell your parents about this experience? Hold that oh, thought. But yes, well, I did not. Okay. Did you wait? Did you tell your parents? Well, I told uh, like because uh, my mom was not always in the house. Like, yeah. She was working or like away abroad. So I told like my cousin and my auntie like the first experience. Interesting. And they were just like, "Oh no, just ignore it." Like you know, she has no idea what she's talking about. Like you know, maybe and like I told her, but also oh, I didn't get the role. And they're like, "No, but you're still good. Like you still have a main role." So I kind of nudged it off. But I know my subconscious yeah, stayed like with that fam. reason. There was like, no, there's something here yeah. as to why Did you, you didn't feel get like you role. had people to like... I don't know. I guess you're not really trying to dissect deep existential issues when you're like seven. I know. But did you feel like you could go and like figure this out with someone? I don't know. Like I, I didn't, didn't think know. so. I don't think so. Because also, I mean, there's other politics, you know, because we're African, like, yeah. even within blacks, like, it's like, oh, we're not like those black people. Exactly. You know, so it's like, oh you God. are, you are okay, you are good, you're, you know, you're going to Bruh. excel. Like, you're not like those other, which I don't agree with at yeah, all. But like, same. 
we, like, definitely, I can say in my family, like, I got a lot of consoling from just knowing that, like, oh, yeah, you're from Kenya, like... Okay, but then in that case, did you ever feel like you wanted to be white? Like, did you ever get to the point where you're like, I just want to strip off my black skin, my black features, my black hair. I just want to be white and normal and, you know? I did. I will say, I don't think I ever wanted to be white, Mm. but I definitely wanted to just be considered normal. Like, I didn't want to ever feel like I would have to question my hair or question... And a lot of this came, I think, like you said, in stages, like later on. Mm. And, like, when I moved to an international school. But... Get, we'll we'll get back to that. Yeah. Go back to your. I'll answer that question. <laughs> get back to what you were saying. So when you moved to your second international, yeah, school. I moved to my second international school. Um, I remember my first ever crush. This oh, was in God. grade four. So painful. I know. Always so painful. I and it was this guy, and I don't know why I'm like this, but anyway, it was this guy whose name was Max. Um, wow. white boy who had like long hair. I know Max too. That's so no. weird. Um, <laughs> So their names are so common. They're you know? not even, like, creative with it. Anyway. And yet. Anyway, so there was this, yeah, there's this boy, Max, and I was just so impressed by him because he could lick his nose with his tongue, and I just thought that was so <laughs> cool. Like, I was like, wow, so you are the ready coolest. at, like, eight. <laughs> I'm screaming. Wow. Anyway. I was like, wow, I have no skill. Wow, imagine. Anyway, I was just so impressed. But but I remember thinking like, wow. Because there was also this girl, and I remember her name was Johanna. And she was this Norwegian girl. Blonde, Mm -hmm. like thick eyebrows, skinny, like, you know, blue eyes. Mm. And to me, she was, because everyone thought she was like the pretty girl. And I was like, Max would never like me. He would always like, he would only like Johanna. And then that's when it first hit me, like, will every, well, I don't know, is it possible for anyone to ever have a crush on me? Like, wow. I'm not like them. Like, why, if I'm not like them, why would anyone ever desire me, wow. you know? And then that, like, manifested itself in grade, what, grade six? I had a crush on this, like, Argentinian guy. <laughs> His name was Marcus, and he, like, was in band, and he played the trombone, and he played, like, soccer, and mm-hmm. he just had this time. Like, you know, he was a spicy white. Yeah. Um, you know? <laughs> I love that. And we had to do this, like, that. storytelling yes. thing in class. He was oh. in my class. And I made the story. I've always had an obsession with outer space. I've just always been that bitch. Yeah. I made a story about, like, how... I went to outer space. It was like a poem story thing that Mm -hmm. you read aloud to the class. Um, And the person that I went to outer space... This is so embarrassing. The person that I went to outer space with is Marcus. (laughs) And I thought that he would be so impressed. (laughs) (gasps) So I read it out to the... He was bright red. He was so red. And I just didn't understand. Like, this is me expressing... It was me telling you that I'm so impressed by you. Yeah. Like, why are you embarrassed? Like, we're fam? going to space, fam. Yeah, like, Get on the fuck. You are the person. Like, spaceship. Okay. You are the person that I want to go to Mars with. Like, why are you not impressed? Like, why would this not be reciprocated? And then it really dawned on me, like, yo, you know what? I am black. And even as a spicy white, well, I didn't consider him a spicy white. But then, you know, he just looked like everybody else. Yeah, so I was like, you know what? 
no one will ever find me as a black girl. If I ever want to be desirable, I have to be white. And that's what I concluded in my, like, grade five... Yeah. So did that make you want to be white? Yes. <gasps> you to I. Be white. Yeah. Did you oh never want to be? Yeah. I mean, I, I equated whiteness. <laughs> I equated white whiteness. Don't shower. Yeah, but they have jobs. They get the, in the movies. They're seen as beautiful. They prosper. Like you know. And also, like, I don't see, in Belgium, I don't see myself in ads, in magazines, anywhere. It was maybe, like, there were Congolese people where I would do my hair, but they were, like, Mm, not throwing shade. Yeah, Yeah, they're, like, living in poverty and also seen as otherwise, Mm. and it wasn't, like, affluent places, you know? So it was, like, well, I don't want to be that... So it's just, like, if I ever want to, you know, like, I had no represent outside of, like, my mom and my dad, you know? If I ever want to be, like, a desirable human being, I have to be. Like, that's genuinely what I thought. Wow. Do you, well, how, when yeah. did this thought end? Or has it not ended? I mean, I'd say for the most part, I've decolonized my mind. Okay. And I really appreciate... Like, I feel like all of the self-esteem issues that I had then have mostly... Like, I don't have issue... I mean, I never really had issue with my skin tone. So I'm not really, like, dark. And white people don't see a difference. I know. Um, So colorism was definitely the least... Like, the very least of my worries. I feel like colorism doesn't really exist until you grow up. You know? Or, like, are of an age... I feel like until you interact with... Colorism... What I found really affects people who grew up in predominantly black spaces. Yes. Yes. If you grew up in a predominantly white space, your skin yeah. tone was not a thing, fam. Like, <laughs> There's actually even a funny story I have about that. So when I was in Canada, yeah. shout out to Melissa, because I know that she does listen to this. There was a time I was in Canada, and she um, invited me to Montreal. So mm. <laughs> I forgot the name of her friend. Oh, Jason. Her name... Um, Her friend, Jason, was having a house party. Yeah. And so, Melissa and I, like, the only thing that we ever have in common is that we have braids. Like, we do not look alike. Like, she's, like, not my skin tone. I'm darker than her. Like, at all. Yeah, like, I mean, not that she's that much lighter than me, but, like, she's lighter than me. Yeah. And, like, if someone, (laughs) I guess if black people (laughs) could see us together, they would think that we're different. So, I don't know if this guy was just drunk or whatever, but I still... Drunk people don't tell lies, you know? So mm. Oh, no. I walked in. Melissa, I don't know where she was. I think she was on her way, and I arrived a little bit earlier. And so, this guy came out, and he was like, oh, my God, hey, Melissa! Like, gave me a hug. The fuck? I was like... <laughs> White people really don't think like wow. dark Senegalese. We're all the we are all the same. Wow, consistent color. No. If you are not white, you are black. Yeah. And if you're Basically, just black, that then is you're literally just how white black. people see race. So you light are either skin, dark white skin is a black, it's a black thing. thing invented by white people. But continued by, by black exactly. Yeah. By, oh my, that really got me. No, that, I remember in I USC left. white people telling me I look like Lupita, and if, I'll take it. I, fam, <laughs> I'll be like, thank you. Yes, we're actually like from the same tribe. So I mean, thank you. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like these hoes. Where do I look like? Where, where? 
show me where on my face I look like Lupita. Like, like the same face, like, you know? Like, it's like, I remember someone know. being like, if Lupita had, like, big hair, you guys would <laughs> totally be, like, twins. And I'm just like... <laughs> on the outside, I'm like, oh, my God, thank you. We're... <laughs> from the same tribe like I get that so much in my mind I'm like this dumb hoe like He's black so- people literally literally <laughs> to them I look just like Favor Flav just as I look just like Lupita just as I look just like Amanda Stenberg they don't see a difference wow. it's just one it's so real wow that is so but no funny. going back to the yes. question of wanting to be white I know. that was not something you grappled with no because i guess because okay i guess i did grow up in a predominantly white neighborhood na- it wasn't a white neighborhood but i went to predominantly white schools mm. and then even within my neighborhood and i hate to put it like this but like you know we were not that we were the only africans but like the africans all hung out together and mm. so if there were other african-americans other Africans would kind of look down upon them, Mm. you know? So I already kind of felt like I was in this, like, middle ground area. Yeah. And I always traveled to Kenya really frequently to visit my cousins and my grandma and stuff like that. So, like, I would always, I guess, kind of know that I am other, even within America. So it's like, I don't need to be, like, Sam and Max or Becky (laughs) because, like, I have my family and people in Kenya, so, like, who are black and, like, we are just all living, you know? So I never, and, like, some of them are successful, some of them are just, you know, doing what they need to do. Yeah. So I never really wanted to be exactly like them. I just wanted to be considered normal. Like, I hated... Because even... And what's so annoying and what I think still happens in school today is that if there's one black person, they are the token black person. Oh, yeah. So now if we are discussing Kunta Kinte or we're even discussing... I even remember... Like, we were talking about hate, like the Haitian Revolution. (laughs) And, like... The teacher was like, oh, so, you know, have you read about this at home, Equa? And I was like, no, I don't. Like, like my mom has Kenyan. no idea. Like, I have never, like, none of us have I'm really screaming. been to the Caribbean. So, what book would I have read? I am screaming. You know, it's like, not all black people know but, all black okay. struggle. This is where I feel like I've had to perform my blackness. Did you ever feel like your blackness was performative because of expectations of of blackness? Of course. And I didn't realize that I was performing until, like, much later. Oh, same. Yeah. No, you literally are just... I guess it's just You have your black face. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you survive. You're either like, listen, if you don't know how to consume me any other way, then I will package myself for you to easily digest me. And yes, it's tiring, but you know, I'll go, I'll do it, I'll do what I have to do, and I'll perform. And it's crazy because, like, I feel like it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. I had an experience where it was like my friends, and these were girls, it wasn't even like guys. And they were like, oh, Aqua, you definitely know how to twerk. And I was like, you know, like, I know how to dance. And then you wonder, like, should I? Like, is this something I should know know how to do? And so, like, 
I, I guess I did, but it's just because, like, this is, like, how I dance with, like, my friends and my mom. You know, like, yeah. twerking just became a thing recently, you know? Like, black people have been twerking. Like, our no. asses are just big. Like, they just move. Yeah, like, you, know? you walk and it just, just moves. See, that was the part of me that I really felt like I really hate oh, yeah. so much. I like, really hated, I hated my ass. I hated my features. Yo, I hated my so features, yeah. My, that, but that's what I mean by, like, I really wanted to be white so much. I wanted to just, like, I remember looking in the mirror and being, like, poking at my nose like oh my god if it were just this much narrower i could be so much and then especially like my ass having hit yo i remember being called thunder thighs oh same yeah um i just think remember ass like why are they so big yeah like like, and people would ask you yeah and it's just like fam i hopped out the womb and had ass for days like what do you want me to do fam (laughs) i remember in grade six i was so traumatized because I had read in one of those dumbass teen magazines. I think the <laughs> no. name of the magazine was Ms. And it was just about lies. like, yeah, just <laughs> lies. And it was about like, if you wear dark colored jeans, you'll look smaller. No. So I went and I got me the dark. It said dark colored jeans with pockets that are like higher up. Oh, you, yeah. And they're like remember? thin. Yeah. yeah. I had those. And so I was like, you know, this is my ticket. This was like it, wider, man. not skinny. Because skinny jeans yep. are not really a thing. So yeah. it was like the, the straight leg. That one. So I was like, oh this gosh, is it. Wow. So I went to make like different bra- sides of the world. <laughs> the same struggle. And I remember coming to school wearing my new dark jeans with the back pockets, which would make my ass and thighs and look hips smaller. look smaller. And someone in my what was it? A, yeah, just a general science class. Yeah. I even remember the layout of the oh, class. Wow. It was so vivid. And I remember someone being like, hey, Bobo, I love your jeans. And I was like, oh, thank you. I read that they would make my ass look smaller. And then some chick, some random <laughs> chick from the, back of the, and from the back of the class was just like, your ass is so big. There's nothing you could ever wear to ever make it look smaller. You will always have a fat ass. I was <laughs> shook. <gasps> no. I was like, there's no winning. I will forever just be. Kid Bobo was like, I, I literally am wanted to just break down everything. and cry. <laughs> you know, I literally want because I just wanted to look like everyone around me is skinny and I have hips. I know. I have like why? I think what's also what played into it, and I it's crazy because at then I absolutely hated it, but I think I needed to kind of be bigger. So, like, mm. I did struggle with, like, weight issues when I was in grades, like, in elementary school and yeah. a little bit in middle school because it was before I had started playing sports. And yeah. so, because I was already significantly bigger than everyone else, like, I was just, you know, bigger. So, yeah. like, I I guess for because of that, I just automatically knew, like, all right, like, I'll, I like playing, like, computer games and stuff yeah. like that. So, like, because I'm bigger than everyone else, I'll just get really good at that and I'll beat anyone else oh, at, wow. like, computer games yeah. or something because, like, I'm just that That bitch. was also my thing. <laughs> I was like, I will not be ugly and dumb. Yeah. So I'm going to read dictionaries yeah. and have the best vocabulary. I'll just be smart. Yeah. You know, I'll just be smart. If that's the one thing, then I can talk to all the cool kids because they'll need me to, like, help them exactly. out. Exactly. I'll, you know, just... I'll just be that person. Oh, wow. It was, yeah. So that's, I think, why I didn't really aspire to be white per se. Mm. I guess I just wanted to, like, tone down things about myself, you know? So, like, tone down my features, 
toned down like my I guess my skin tone in a mm. way did but you battle with colorism like at all I think like you said I think once I entered predominantly black spaces yeah so like in Canada I remember being like not that I was made fun of for being dark I just remember being considered like oh yeah you know you have to like dress like you have to dress up you have to go the extra mile because I'm dark wow you know that for me to feel ins- beautiful that is insane you know it's like, yeah, no, put on these rings, put on these, put on this dress. Okay, so do you think that your self-esteem, like, do you think what had the greatest effect on your self-esteem between being in white, predominantly white spaces or predominantly black spaces? Like Definitely predominantly black spaces. Same. <laughs> same. As much as, like, white spaces taught me to hate my blackness. Yeah. No, white spaces taught me to, like, want to be as normal as possible, which yeah, is, like, which exactly. I equated to whiteness. Oh, okay. But black spaces taught me to completely want to, like, rip off every Everything. inch of my blackness. <laughs> like, that is what was, like, it's yo. Cra- isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like, wow. Internalized racism is so much more powerful. Than even the racism, than, like, the racists themselves. Yeah. Wow. And I really, definitely one thing I struggled with, though, is that I really felt like even if I do really dress up and do really put on my best for black people and black, like, events, Mm. it would still never be good enough. Really? You know, like, I never, yeah. And I guess it had to do with the fact that I was darker. So I kind of just, like, even Mm. gave up. A little bit. I was like, you know what? I'm so then, not gonna like put in all this effort. Yeah, for to, like, what? yeah, for Did what? you feel like you had to perform blackness for white people or for black people? No, definitely, I had to perform for white people. Yes, yeah, but for black people, it was just like, you know, I'm just gonna be. You the had to dark dodge girl. bullets. Yeah, I'm just gonna be the. That's dark also girl. how I felt. I felt like white people don't know how to consume me in just the way I am. So yeah, like, I'll perform for you, but black people will drag me to my grave Literally. if I don't conform to, like, a certain standard of beauty. So, like... Wow. No, I def- I, I'm definitely... I've always been the type of person, like, I never want to feel like I'm trying too hard. Mm. So, like, even when it comes to, like, you know, beating my face and doing all that stuff, like, I had... Re- and I still have really good friends who, like, were about that life. Yeah. Would buy the wigs, braid their hair constantly, would invest, go to the mall, buy new mm. clothes to, like outdress everybody each other. yeah outdress each other but i was just like no fam and i guess that also had to do with the fact that i just equated like canada to being like the worst so like oh, wow. i would just say i'm from new york fam like i don't need this shit like <laughs> i'm not from here so i'm not going to compete with you hoes because Dead. i don't care because i am from new york you oh, know wow. so but i think that was just like my kind of survival tactic and like remembering like okay you know like if i wanted the guy because again as we all do Mm. I did have a crush and as we do and (laughs) I felt like I had to like really dress up and like talk and like I don't know outshine all the other black girls in order to like get him to talk to me Oh, you felt like you had to compete with other black girls. I definitely felt like I had to compete. That but I so I realized that, okay, like, there's no point in competing because at the end of the day, like, I don't know what he wants. Yeah. I don't know what he's going to like. And he he could like everything. 
And, like, that's mm. not what I want, you know? But that those are my feelings. Those are not his, right? Yeah. So, But I remember we went to this, like, dance. It was for the Nigerian Independence Day. <laughs> I'm already screaming. <laughs> and I, like, got my friend to do my hair, like, in an updo. I, like, put on makeup. Yeah. I tried to beat my face. <laughs> I wore, like, a little bit of heel. I wore this white dress that, like, kind of showed off my figure, showed off my ass, whatever. Lol. And so I did dance with him, and I felt like, oh, my God, like, yeah. But then he, like, didn't talk to me for the rest of the night. And was like talking to these, uh, like talking to his friends and talking to his other people. And I was like, you know, I was like trying to, I was oh even talking God. to my friends, like we dance, like you know, that doesn't that mean something? And he, they were like, nah, bruh, like you're not, you know, like you're not, like you're cute, but you're not it, probably, you know. Oh wow! So was, I was literally thinking, like, okay, what else could I have done? You know, literally what I've shaked my ass, I've literally <laughs> put School on dances a brand, were just I traumatic know, for me, right? <laughs> <laughs> I've done everything. I literally, I gave up at, at this was in college. Yeah. This is like now 2012. Oh, I'm screaming. No, this bruh. is like 2012, 2013, Dead. bruh. Okay. Five years ago. <laughs> Going to five years. Oh, like, wow. <laughs> it's funny that you say like that was your dances. survival tactic. For me, it was humor. Mm. Like for a really long time. Humor like, is definitely my survival tactic. In yeah, like I decided, you know what? I'm going to brand myself as the class clown. Like, I'm going to do that, and I'm going to be the funny kid. And in in Belgium, like, that's who I, I was hilarious. Like, I was just like, okay, it's so what people find funny. Let's go. And I just was. And it was like, because humor can protect me. Like, if you try to come for me, I'll just turn it around into a joke. Then, bitch, now we all laughing. Oh, totally. Oh, totally. You know, like... Totally. And like, like in retrospect, I'm glad I learned that skill because yeah. I feel like now I'm really good at navigating human beings. Yeah. But it's also like that was also really damaging because I internalized and bottled up so many things. Instead of telling people like, bitch, that was offensive, yeah. like stop. I would just like let things happen. That's so real. Thing, especially when I moved back to South Africa. And, you know, I went to an all-girls school and black people will drag you and have no mercy on your soul. And all those years, like, I never actually told someone, like, that is offensive and you need to sit down. Same. Instead, I would just take it and turn it into a joke. Like, haha, yeah, I have thunder thighs, but you, like, you know, like. <laughs> no, I learned, how to clap outside, back. I learned how to clap back. Bruh, clap sure. backs were not my aesthetic really? until, like, maybe Geneva. Wow. Because that's when I was just, I was fatigued. I but I would I would use humor within the clapback because yeah. again like I said I was bigger than yeah. everyone else and I had my friend God bless Faiza I don't know if she listens to this but yeah <laughs> she and I became homies and she was like a lot smaller than me she was from Malaysia and stuff and so like she was really good at like clapping back and mm. so I guess I don't know I don't even know why but I guess she just started like clapping back for me on my behalf sometimes and so like I know and so like when like a guy would make fun of me for being fat he like she would um say like oh well no one is gonna like suck your dick anyway 
And literally in like seventh grade, I was like, oh my God. First of all, I was like, what is sex? But then I was like, <laughs> really? In seventh grade? Totally. I was cracking sex jokes like great. I was not that person. I guess because like religion. So oh, like, yeah. we were not that. I was learning about these things, but I was Bruh. like, what? People do that. Bruh. I was on every sex joke. I had it I ready to go. I was so grade four. shook when she said that. I, that's why I could never forget that joke that she told that guy <laughs> because I was literally like whoa because his face was like oh, and all those guys were like aha yeah but I told you oh. and I was just like oh snap okay we so are going bags. to learn I am going to learn this skill I am going to get wow. good at this skill yeah I am going to master this skill that that's what we did hilarious. and then we would just play computer games like we would literally just like clap back on each other like jokingly clap back on each other me and Faiza in the computer lab oh and then we would God. just play computer games and just get hella good at it you know wait so let's bring it back to the present I know as of today yes how much do you would you say you appreciate love and accept your blackness mm. and also when it comes to like interracial relationships Ooh. are you now at oh peace do you believe you can be in a relationship with someone not of your race or with a white person and still be pro-black oh my gosh I'm sure. that was like 15,000 questions no I but I processed all of them you know? and I will answer <laughs> I just feel like okay Nowadays, and I want to give some thanks to, like, social media and Instagram. Because yeah. it's, like, allowed more women who look like me mm. to flourish. No, and, social like, media get... saved my self-esteem. Oh, that's so... Oh, my gosh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know if it saved my self-esteem. Yeah. Because I still feel like now it's become a colorism thing. Mm. You know? Like, now it's definitely, texture, like... As far as hair, Yeah, no. texture... Even skin tone a little bit here and there. Because, like, even within the predominantly dark people, like, unless I'm, like, Gabourey Sidibe and, like, loving myself at, like... And I... Don't get me wrong. Like, I think that she is beautiful. Mm. But it's, like, you know, my body type is not, like, her. I, like, I sometimes would like to believe that I have the body type of Serena Williams. But even (laughs) then, like, the jokes and the things that people say about her, too, it's still there. Mm. Whereas there's people like um, Taraji P. Henson who, like can just live and, like, are now considered, like, the most gorgeous ever. But they are lighter-skinned black people. Like, I do think colorism has now played a bigger part into it. But anyway, with that, with all of that being said, mm. I don't know if I can 100% trust a white, like, partner Is this guy. because of Get Out? <laughs> So you watch Get Out, and, and now, now I'm like, you're Daniel Kaluuya. I know, right? Like, peace out. I'm not going to the sunken place. I need to deal with my own transgressions and, like, decolonism before you now drag me down into a sunken place that I, of myself that I cannot get out of. No, I no, feel no. that about all men, to be honest. Not, because I feel like it's less about race and more about the patriarchy, like... For me to be, yeah, for me to really, really date anyone at this point in my evolution and like state of consciousness, you have to be actively every day and learning all toxic ideas about like black womanhood, about romance, about the page, 
all types of patriarchal social conditioning that has been embedded into you and that you need to acknowledge that, yes, I'm a guy and I'm trash because of social conditioning and I'm actively unlearning, then I can't, like, if, you, if you're doing that, mm. then maybe I will consider we mm. can go on a Bay audition. Mm-hmm. But if not, regardless of your race... You are just by virtue of you being a male and me being a female and there being gender, mm. race, gender, just like power dynamics mm. and gender hierarchies, like you're going to oppress me. Wow. Yeah. No, I think you're wow. I'm shook. <laughs> <laughs> like you're no, going you're to oppress me. Wow. So is it really about race or is it about gender? Because like, like gender also because I know relationships that have been interracial and they don't work. And then mm-hmm. someone told me, like, 90% of interracial relationships don't work. So really? it's like, Why is that? Just because of cultural differences and mm-hmm. also, like, beliefs, like, very opposing beliefs, you know? Because one person probably can't get on the other person's page, which yeah. is probably the white person not getting on the <laughs> black person or the minority's page. I and so, that. yeah, for me, especially being a black woman, I feel like we're so fetishized and exoticized yeah. because especially because we're also African and like know where we are so there's from extra layers so there's just so many extra layers and I feel like either I would have the white guy who's like oh yeah I'm trying to you know get to know you and like I know so much about Kenya Maasai blah 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 whatever does. or the African American who's like I'm just trying to get to the motherland and like yeah, you are no, the source delete. of life like I don't know how <laughs> I feel about that either yeah cause so, it's like do you see like do you ever feel like guys never see us that's I generally know. how I just always just perpetually feel invisible and because I feel like even blackness. more so with interracial relationships. Oh, like, I feel wow. like the white guy really does not see me at all because I am black and also because they just have this already premeditated idea of what mm. everything black is going to be like. You and know, now so you have to doing, live up to that. Exactly. Like, you have to be the object of his desire. I definitely have to live up to that expectation that he has. And it could change, like, drastically. Yeah. It can, you know, and, like, even, or they want the black girl who looks white, if you get what I mean. So, mm. like, they want the black yeah, girl that definitely is who thing. has the straight hair, who has the really skinny body, who has the, like, predominantly, like, not necessarily African features, but, like, very, very, like, Eurocentric features. Yeah. You know? And, like, that's what will be considered beautiful. So, for me, it's, I think it's just really difficult. But then, as you said, though, I think the patriarchy, even within black men. Yeah, especially because be black masculinity is a whole other beast oh, to tackle on its own. Oh, my gosh. On its own. Oh, wow. And I'm not, I'm not undoing black masculinity for anyone. Like, that's, you have to actually pay me. I literally think that, yeah. No, we all need to be paid. And But I do think it's, as much as it is up to men, it's also up to women. Because mm. if we as women decided, like, okay, we can't let these men oppress us, especially as black women, we can't say, like, oh, yeah, no, he's just going to like me because I'm from Africa and, like, you know, know my roots and whatever. Like, yeah. no, we can't allow a guy to just, like, give us that and, like, have that, have that be it. Like, there needs to be more layers. We need to understand that we are human beings and that we have feelings and emotions and things Word. that we like and things that we don't like and needed to... And, and need complex. Yeah, and need to be treated as such, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it's, it's an ongoing struggle, but I will say that I have definitely coped with my blackness. Or not coped. 
I have come to terms mm. with my blackness. And have like, you undone like the I conditioning? I don't know if I've because sometimes I'll talk with people and even mm. within our discussions too I do yeah. feel like wow I definitely need to decolonize <laughs> my Word. mind in some areas and like yeah. maybe let go of that like thing that happened in second grade Lol. but I I feel like I'm definitely on the right path like I don't yeah. know like I it's like self-esteem you're like you know I don't feel like every day you wake up and you're like oh my god I'm the shit I'm, the I'm, shit, Rihanna. I'm the shit you know yeah. and even like I feel like Rihanna sometimes doesn't even feel like you know she's Rihanna, Rihanna. Even though she is yeah Rihanna. you know we just that's have our real. that's real we, yeah we have our moods we have our things and we have our qualms it's that's not every, real. every day is not sunny but overall I will say that I am definitely happy to be in the skin that I'm in. Ooh, bars. I will definitely, definitely not be changing the skin I'm in anytime yes. soon. I think it's for others to change their own minds about what my skin may mean to them yep. before I change my skin. And yeah, and just focus on like the things that I do, like the things that I do that I love. Mm. So whether it's having these conversations whether it's reading, whether it's, you know, it doesn't always have to, nothing that I do essentially is dictated by my skin tone, you know, yeah. like I'm not going to twerk for anybody if I don't, <laughs> if I really don't feel like I don't want to, yeah. if I feel like twerking, then that's Yeah, so me. you live for you. Exactly. And, you and it's not to be, you know, just because Black China is doing something doesn't mean that now that all represents, because that's what I hate the most. Like, yeah. When one black person does something, it now represents all black people. Yeah. And that so, like, happening. unfortunately, because that is still, that keeps happening and will probably still happen, like, we just need to always just try to put our best foot forward in, yeah. the, in the way that we know how. So, yeah. Yeah, that's real. But for you, how have you, do you feel like you've let go of all the things that have tried to oppress yeah. your blackness? You know, I actually would say for the most part, I think especially for me, aesthetics was the biggest thing. Like, mm. I felt like this skin that I'm in is doing nothing for me. Like, mm. it is a curse, not a blessing. Oh, but no. now that is completely flipped and I'm like, fam, like, I'm a black woman. Like, I'm a celestial being. Who else? Like, I am the original. Anyway, I won't go into that. <laughs> but um, people... Especially in this season, yeah. I've been posting a lot of, like, bikini pictures on Instagram hey. and also been getting a lot of slag. Especially from hoteps who are like, you need to cover up and, like, be a People queen. People have been saying that. My DMs have been so dumb for the past couple of weeks. Like, bam. I'm, I'm not the point where I'm just... If I see a guy in my DMs, I just delete... I It just is deleted. So there's, like, on one hand, the hoteps who are like, girl, you need to cover yourself up and love yourself and be a queen and respect yourself. So that I have no time for them. Yeah. And then there's also the people who feel like because I always accompany my pictures with like body positivity and like love your body, this and that. And they're like, bitch, you are slim thick. Like you do not need to be speaking for the body positivity. Like you already have a small waist, this and this <sighs> and that. Like you have a big <sighs> ass. Like why you speak? And it's just like, do y'all understand what I had to go through? To actually be able to, first of all, like, walk out the house with my legs showing. B, look at my body and, like, not want to throw up all over the place. C, like, genuinely, like, accept mm -hmm. just the shape that I have, like, yes. the skin that I'm in and, yeah. like, 
just have it be like from my own place and my sense of self and my standards. So it's like frustrating on that hand um, because I feel like, yeah, that trying to please everyone and like trying to get everyone on your page, that will never happen. Um, so, and, yeah, I'm just learning, like, another part of body po- body positivity is just not giving a shit about, mm. like, whether people think exactly. you're, you're valid or not valid or beautiful or not beautiful. Like, you have yeah. a bikini body. The bikini body is it's your yours. Body. Like, literally. So, it's this, like, should I not speak about body positivity because I'm not, like 500 pounds like i know no fam that defeats the purpose um but yeah so there's aesthetics which i feel like for the most part mm-hmm. not always like you said it's a journey not a destination um i've decolonized my mind ideas about like i don't know like standards of intelligence of modesty all that i feel like i've completely decolonized like i feel like that's not even a thing i subscribe to um and then i think like one thing i'm working through right now is just like romance and Mm. ideas about masculinity femininity the divine feminine the divine masculine like how do we coexist um Mm. And yeah, so just like do all you think ideas. that you could... Well, you kind of answered it already, but do yeah. you think that you could be in an interracial relationship? I could, but that's because... I, I think I could be in an interracial relationship just as much as I could be in a relationship with a black guy. Oh, okay. Just because I think the issues that oppress me specifically are a little less about race and Mm. a little more about patriarchy, even though the two concepts are intersectional. I know. Um, But, yeah, I feel like also the issue of, like, black masculinity and its fragility and, like, all of that is can be just as oppressive as... That's real. Just, like, yeah, the white gaze and its consumption of black female bodies. So, yeah, it's just so much. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just, like, before you step to me... You need to be able to demonstrate that you're actively decolonizing, actively decolonizing your ideas mm. about romance as well in, like, monogamy culture and understanding that, like, mm. yeah, just all these different things. That's real. Um, so come correct. And <laughs> With all see. that being said, we'll still go for the Scandinavian guy. Dead. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> no, with all that being said, um, my DMs are closed unless you're Andre 3000. <laughs> um, nah, unless you're an engineer. My DMs are open unless you're an engineer. Oh, yeah, we yeah. also accept engineers. Yeah, we accept um, engineers. I charge $20 for a text back. <laughs> I will link you my PayPal. <laughs> That's how I feel about romance in 2017 wow <laughs> but yeah no this has been such a great conversation yeah. and we, we should continue with guys i'd like to hear the black we male experience will definitely continue with guys i want to know what they think of this preferably guys who aren't black if you yeah. feel compelled please let us know in the comments you know like because i i don't know drag I, us if yeah, you need to drag us if you need to maybe we missed out on something Word. you know maybe it's not just about you it's about your environment too in belgium in new york city yeah we'll, we'll discuss LA. these la you know we'll, yeah we'll d- 
discuss all of these things. But yes, so the time has come. Any goals that you are doing, thinking about, participating Ooh, in? Any goals? Um, actually, one of my recent goals is to like reprioritize my life. Okay. I feel like I've gotten into this New York mindset where like your career is everything, and I'm starting to realize that like career is actually transient mm. and not real. So I shouldn't put that much emphasis and weight on it because mm. there's like other things like relationships, okay. you know, that That's needs to be real. nurtured. So That's I'm just real. like reprioritizing my life. Okay. What about you? For me, I so I started Lent a little bit late. Lent is like the season of fasting yeah. within the like Christian religion. Yeah, wasn't that like <laughs> yeah? So I decided okay. to give up meat. I am so, so proud. Equa <laughs> will be vegan next month, guys. <laughs> Whoa. <You see> how, <laughs> Whoa, that escalated so quickly. Like, whoa. Lol, like, I joke, I joke. Milk? <laughs> wow. Or eggs? Okay, wow. Um, yeah, so... How's that going? Um, it's going well. Mm-hmm. Do you feel uh, different? Uh, I don't know. I don't... I feel like also I kind of made the mistake. I shouldn't have discussed too much about that. But yeah, no, that's just one of my goals. Like I'm yeah. definitely pursuing my Lent, like continuing my Lent, mm-hmm. like and remembering why we you do Lent. You know, yeah, why do I actually don't know? Oh well, Lent is like the season before Easter. Yeah. So it's like you know you were fasting forty days and forty nights, so mm-hmm. that because um, as Jesus suffered, you know, then he rose again. So it's just a time to reflect back on, like, you know, choices that you've made, things that you've done, things that you're doing, and, like, spend more time reflecting with God rather than, like... Also, it's also within yourself, but, like, it's to be spent with God. So I'm definitely... I mean, of course, I am definitely hoping that a lot of things do get clearer, like, things that I do struggle with, but... Overall, Lent is always... It's it's nice because you really get to just kind of figure out exactly, like, who you are. And as mm. we all may or may not remember, my overall purpose for this year is to find my purpose. <laughs> which you're <laughs> for doing. For my life, which I'm doing. Yeah. So I think Lent is just one of those things that you do. Lovely. So, yeah. Well, with that being said... This Thanks, is, fam. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. We always appreciate your presence. Totally. Let us know what you thought of this episode. And don't forget to comment, like, subscribe, share with a friend, tell a friend. And we're on iTunes. Yes. All right, fam. Bye.